and welcome to the Pet Coke Podcast. In this series, we'll be speaking with key industry participants to gain their insight into the latest trends for petroleum coke markets around the world. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the Atlantic Basin markets and how COVID-19 has affected cement production and pet coke import demand. The Pet Coke Podcast is brought to you by Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. My name is Lauren Masterson, editor of Energy Argus Petroleum Coke. And with me today is Roberto Schuroman, Global Head of Trading for Voter and Team Cementos. Roberto, thanks for joining us today. Good afternoon from Madrid and hello. So let's just get started. The big thing on everyone's mind, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected cement demand, especially in the Atlantic Basin where a lot of your operations are based? Well, it has affected us quite strongly at the beginning but has also affected us differently in different regions. No, It has not been like all at the same time. It has been like escalated. We had the information that what was happening in China at the beginning of the year where the market felt quite a lot. So we started to be a little bit worried when it came to Europe, which was the first wave, and then North Africa. And Spain was quite severely hit at the beginning, as you know, was uh, one of the second biggest countries after Italy at the beginning. So our cement sales started to drop quite substantially. And uh, then we had also some hibernation period in Spain where the whole industry was shut down for a few weeks. But since then, the situation has recovered quite a lot in uh, most of the Mediterranean markets. Then we came to the part of Brazil that started much later. But surprisingly, there the situation was totally different than in Spain. So how have things unfolded differently than you expected when this first all began? When we see the data of China from January and February, we saw that the market there dropped by around 30%. And if we take the Wuhan region, it dropped almost by 50%. So when the first wave came to Europe, we were quite scared that similar things could happen. And then we saw the first data coming out of our sales in the end of March, beginning of April, and, and they were quite bad. No? So we were dropping around 50% So we in Spain. So we thought that this market, this trend could continue during uh, the following months, but uh, fortunately it didn't happen. No? So basically the market uh, started to recover quite fast in our uh, markets in Spain. That was the, the first one hit and then the first one that started to reopen slowly because the industry only closed during two weeks in Spain. And cement sales at the beginning, they dropped, but then they recovered quite fast. In countries like Tunisia, there we were shut down during one month. So basically our sales went down to 100%, so no sales. But once we reopened, we started to see a quite fast recovery. Because you have to think that cement construction and cement uh, sites, once they reopen, they need to continue. You know? it's, it's not like they were not, they're not going to leave the building or the bridge or the whatever they were constructing just like that. So you, they have to retake slowly, but... In some cases, they went faster. But surprisingly, we've seen the numbers uh, improving quite fast in the Mediterranean. If we go to Brazil, the situation there is, is quite uh, different because cement sales never dropped as we were expecting. So we had all our plans for our employees. Basically, we sent everybody at corporate home. Uh, every, everybody who could work from home was sent home. But then the, the cement plants, we shut down some of them. We optimized some of the logistics there. But we didn't see the drops that we were expecting from what we saw in Europe, in North Africa. And then Brazil never did a fully lockdown. So basically people were at home, they could get out, 
many things were closed. But in Spain, for example, the do-it-yourself uh, uh, retail stores like Home Depot, uh, they were totally closed in Spain, but in Brazil not. So basically a lot of people went to continue buying stuff and then uh, like bag cement, because Brazil is a bag cement market. No? Uh, we take Spain, it's a bulk cement market. So at the end, Brazil sales didn't drop in May, for example. They went even slightly up because a lot of do-it-yourself at home took place. But we were, we, at the beginning, we were really worried because from the data that we were seeing from China and then what started to happen in Europe and Brazil, we thought it was going to happen the same, but it didn't happen. Do you think that it's going to continue to be quite firm or could we see a later impact there that we haven't actually come up on yet? From the info we have on the data of June, uh, the market is uh, still uh, maintaining uh, relatively good and we don't expect huge changes uh, going forward. No? We, we know that the data of Brazil uh, of cases and deaths is very bad. It's the number two in the world, followed by uh, the US. Uh, but uh, the data of cement sales, uh, surprisingly, because of the dynamics of the market, the market didn't see a huge drop like we saw in, in Europe. No, So we don't think in the next months we will see any big change. But uh, we see more uncertainty going forward no? uh, in, uh, in the short, medium term, because uh, we may see the economy much more deteriorated and uh, some of the market uh, will not be there uh, to take our cement. No? One interesting thing, and you, you sort of addressed this in saying that demand was a little bit better than expected, but I think that the U.S. Gulf Coke prices have been surprisingly resilient over the last couple of months after a big decline in the second half of March when this was first really spreading around the world. And prices have even started to pick up a little bit recently. So we saw the average price of U.S. Gulf high sulfur coke so far in the second quarter is something like 3 or $4 higher than it was in Q4 of last year before the coronavirus struck anywhere. So why do you see this increase in fuel coke prices coming up? The main reason I see for the increase is basically it's a problem of supply that we have right now. So demand at the beginning of the corona crisis dropped quite substantially in the Mediterranean market. Also, there was a forecast of a drop in Brazil and we as buyer, we delayed cargos. So basically at the beginning, there was a shock of demand uh, dropping, but this demand started to recover. And then as this virus is moving around the world in different waves and also different times, when it started to hit the U.S. market, basically the issue there started with the supply side of uh, less use of uh, gasoline and less use of jet fuel that basically refineries started to lower the production. And some refineries are producing much less pet coke. I think it's estimated around 25, 30% of less pet coke based on the data that we get from the consultants. And today what we have is a supply problem. So the demand was partly compensated also during the crisis with new customers in India and China, while Europe and Atlantic was not uh, taking all that pet coke. But then right now the problem is mainly a supply. So, and uh, this, how long this supply problem will continue? We think that it's at least until August, September, once the U.S. is at a new normal and starts to get back to full production levels, no? but not before. But as I said, right now for me, it's a problem of supply. So you think that supply will continue to lag demand at least until the fall, August, September period? 
I think so. I think so. We may see Petco prices, they could even drop. Even, even if we see the situation, we could see some drop of Petco prices if the freight market continues to go strongly up because at the end, the India market and the Chinese market, they will buy based on their coal alternative. So if Petco becomes too expensive on a delivered basis, they may ask a lower price. But the traditional demand right now in the Atlantic and the Mediterranean is basically using all the available Petco, with some exceptions, of course. So that's why I don't see that the market recovering until the supply side starts to get back to normal. So one other thing that we've seen as a growing trend in the cement industry for the last few years has been moving away from fossil fuels towards more alternative fuels like biomass, tires, industrial waste. Has the pandemic accelerated this trend at all or has it slowed it down? Well, this trend of the alternative fuels is something that we started in Botorantim and also other companies many years ago. And it's something that is going to continue and is not going to stop. During the pandemic, what we had is some issues of uh, supply problems because of the borders were closed, mainly in Europe. But otherwise, we didn't experience much problems. And it's something that we want to to do more. Even in Spain, uh, the industry was helping to burn all the the material from the hospitals because there was so much uh, waste coming out of the hospitals that uh, basically the industry was doing some help to the to the hospital uh, uh, to get rid of all that and burning it inside the kiln. But this is a trend that we will continue. Uh, in 2019, we burned almost 1 million tons of waste uh, in our system, in Botorantin Group, which basically replaced uh, or, or took from the air almost 1 million tons of CO2. And this, just as, as a comparison, 1 million tons of CO2 is equivalent of what 300,000 cars emit of CO2 in a year. So basically it's like taking 300,000 cars of circulation. But the trend is going to continue. No virus will stop this. And it's part of our uh, targets of sustainability. Okay, I think that's all the questions that I had. So thank you, Roberto. Thank you very much for your time and stay safe. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to tune in for the other episodes in our series, The Pet Coke Podcast. For more information on Argus Petroleum Coke coverage, please visit ArgusMedia.com. Thank you.